Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith show. This is Lily, your self-love advocate and your founder of Healing She Got Faith. And of course, your host for today's show. I hope you all have been enjoying these episodes since we've been back on our hiatus. I hope you all have had a wonderful weekend. You're coming back refreshed. So I know that Father's Day just passed and Father's Day can be such an emotional time for for anybody, really. And I know the last episode I talked about missing mom because I actually missed Mother's Day because we were on a professional hiatus. So um, between this week and last week, I really wanted to touch on Mother's Day and Father's Day and just the different things that people go through and grieving on those days and what that looks like. So today we will be discussing grieving during Father's Day, okay? And um, I just want to touch on a couple things and just kind of really encourage people to just be healthy and address your grief on days like this, okay? But we will definitely get into that, all right? So it's Monday. It's Monday afternoon. I'm sure we are all kind of wrapping up our day, kind of starting to close down the offices and things of that nature. So without further ado, of course, y'all know I got to do my icebreaker. I am actually picking from the self-care. Where my thing go? Self-care wisdom deck of cards. These have kind of been my favorite ones recently. This one and mindful messages. I think I actually picked either I think I picked the mindful messages last week or at least the first week in June. Either way, these cards have really been touching me and I like, I'm just going to share them. Okay. So the first one I picked was shine and it says, don't dim your light. The world needs your unique talents and gifts shine brightly. I got a lot to say about that one. The second card was truth. Truth is different at different levels of consciousness. Reserve judgment. Mm. Hmm, that's a good reflection and body i got a lot to say about this one so body says your body deserves your love yes okay let's start with shine i love this picture y'all it's like the ocean the beach if y'all know me i love the caribbean so like the beach the ocean the skylight oh my gosh love it so don't dim your light the world needs your unique talents and gifts and shine brightly so what a lot of people may not know is like I used to have this program called Praise and Prayer and I used to be like just real big in like ministry and have my own ministry. Like I was like one of those like Jesus freaks, like I was annoying. OK, and so based off of a couple scriptures in Matthew and Luke, I used to always say be a light in a dark place. And it was a biblical foundation that I created that kind of quote, I guess, I guess, um, be a light in a dark place. But even now as I've, um, I don't want to say shifted because I do definitely still have my beliefs. I'm just not as like Jesus freaky as I used to be. Um, but as I've just matured in my belief in spiritual life, I've oftentimes kept that I want to be a light in a dark place. Or I often tell people as an affirmation, be a light in a dark place because this world is very dark. 
this world is very harmful. This world can be ugly. This world is not fair by any means. So a lot of times us who are healing and us who are grieving and us who are going through transformations, we tend to become the light. Like people come around us and they're like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is about you, but I feel like I could talk to you. I feel like you're a safe place. And this actually happened to me, one of my business partners. Like I actually randomly met her on Facebook. She found me through an app and looked me up and was like, yo, I didn't even think you was a real person. Like I thought this was just something that somebody made up. And she called me one day and she was very distraught. And she was like, I don't know. I just feel like you're a safe place. And we talked for hours and hours and hours. And we ended up becoming business partners because we're both healing gurus. And we're both like just on this journey of being honest with ourselves. Um, she's actually a pastor. So like she's being honest and like just her trauma and her healing. And she's a pastor and a licensed therapist. So she's describing like she's coming into this awakening of like, what does that actually mean? What does that look like? And what does that mean for me when I'm helping my clients out, like um, my ministry clients and my clients from my job, you know, like the, my, ther my therapy clients. So what does that look like? So I love this because it says, don't dim your light. The world needs your unique talents and gifts shine brightly. So yeah, that's exactly what it means. Be that light in a dark place. Don't ever dim your light for anybody. Don't ever, ever, ever dim your light for anybody. Each and every one of us has our own talents and gifts, regardless if we see them or not. Like you being who you are is your talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, so don't ever let anybody take that away from you. And I think as I've gotten older, I've realized I've let a lot of people try to dictate who I was as a human, who I was as a woman, who I was as a business entrepreneur. Like people have oftentimes tried to tell me what I was doing wrong instead of just let, allowing me to be who I am. Like if y'all been listening to the show for a while now, like I don't take advice because half the time I already know what I need to do. A lot of time I just want to be heard. It's not that I'm looking for advice. I just want to be heard and best believe I'm in therapy two to three times a week. So if I do need advice, I'm paying somebody really good and I'm seeing her multiple times a week for her to allow me because she's also a professional. I don't put that expectation on my friends or family because they're not licensed to do that. But I do have that resource for me. So with that being said, um, a lot of us are that light in a dark place. And I'm always encouraging people to continue to be that light in a dark place. So if this is you, if this word got to your ear, don't dim your light. And if you have been, don't do it no more. And if you haven't, don't even think about it. Shine your light as bright as you can, okay? All right. So the next one is truth. It says truth is different at different levels of consciousness. Let me start over because I don't know what that was. Truth is different at different levels of consciousness. Reserve judgment. So one thing as I've gotten older and just gotten mature, um that i do try to do is i do try to reserve judgment because i do believe that each of us have our own stories and i do believe for perspective is a thing and i also believe that we tend to pass judgment and we don't know people's stories we don't know their outline like we don't know what they've been through we, we don't know any of that and i do believe that like the truth can be different you know as a social worker 
as someone who deals with trauma, oftentimes we're met with clients who they can be in the exact same situation. And I'll give you guys like just a cliche example that they teach all social workers. You have two clients who are in a really bad car accident. They were in the exact same car accident, the exact same car, like they witnessed the exact same thing. One person leaves a car accident, it's perfectly fine. The next person leaves a car accident and they don't have any recollection of what happened. So you have one client who's like, okay, I got a car accident. I'm going to call the car, the car insurance and I'm going to get handled. Then you have this other one who can't sleep at night. They can't even open a door. They probably don't even want to get in a car no more. Same situation to totally different per, um, perceptions of what actually happened. And so you get, you get to the police report. Person A is saying one thing. Person B is saying the other thing. And so it's like, okay, well, like what really happened? They're both telling their truth, but they both had different perceptions. And so I do think that as we become more cognitive of where we are in life, our truths do become a little bit different. We do tend to grow into a different belief or a different picture, or we start to look at life differently. I was reading in reading. I was watching a TikTok yesterday that was like, she, as she was going on her healing journey, it like she just doesn't enjoy anything. Like not just dating, not just friends, but like it's even hard for her to watch movies because once you start to see life for what it is, it's hard to unsee it. And that's kind of the theme nowadays is like unlearn everything that you've learned, right? So your truth does become different. Whereas I used to believe that like I wasn't smart enough or where I used to believe like my parents didn't love me. As I've gotten older, I now see it for like my parents did the best that they could with what they have. So it wasn't that they didn't love me. My parents had issues just like at the age of 30, I have my issues, right? So um, I think, you know, we do have to stop judging people. I know it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, we just don't know where people are in life. So truth. And last but certainly not least, body. So I love this one because I recently got back on my working out journey. And it says your body deserves your love. And I honestly have been going through a, a terrible heartbreak. Um, and in past episodes, I've kind of talked about like this whole dating life and lack of dating life and all type of stuff. And then just recently, I've just made the decision to just be by myself and really figure out like what type of energy am I putting out into the world and what type of energy am I like doing to get the same situation in different bodies? Like what am I doing? Right. And so prior to me ending my last situation, I did sign up for a personal trainer, G Sweets. Definitely check her out on Instagram and Facebook. I work out with her two to three times a week. And also one of my friends has joined me on this journey. Okay. Um, I have, I'm seeing a difference in my body, but I say all that to say prior to the situation, I really just wanted to lose weight. And me and this person, like he did promise that like he would help me and like encourage me. And it, it just never came, you know? And so at one point, I just got tired of the broken promises. I just got tired of, you keep saying this, but you're not doing it. And so I just had the realization, like, I cannot depend on anybody else for my body, you know? Like, I can't depend on somebody else to care about my body if I don't even care about it. And so I was very unhappy with how my body was shaped. I was very unhappy with 
all the weight I had gained, especially after grad school, especially after my mom died. Mind you, I, my mom died in 2018 and, um, I graduated from grad school in 2019. It's now 2022. So, you you know, you got the grief and the stress. And then also, too, you have um, the COVID, <laughs> the COVID weight. So, like, I was just really unhappy. And so I was talking to her. And one thing about me, like, when it comes to working out, I'm just not consistent and I'm just not committed. I hate traditional working out. So, like, when this lady was telling me, like, oh, yeah, like, I got you. We can do this. I was just kind of like, uh, so I told her like, yeah, I'm interested, but honestly, like, I just don't think I'm going to be committed. So she held me accountable and my friend also held me accountable. And so I've been working out ever since and I love my body. I love the things that I'm able to do. Yeah, I could do a plank. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I can still do a plank. Like the last time I actually did like a real plank was probably like three years ago. And she challenged me to do a 30 second plank and I did it. I was so excited. So, and also to, um, in therapy, just learning about different eating habits and the potential of having an eating disorder and um, what do what do eating disorders look like outside of like bulimia and anorexia? Because oftentimes it's it's what we tend to think of when we think of eating disorders. But like, what are the other disorders? What are the other issues that people have? And so with keeping that in mind, like me being mindful, like what I'm feeding my body. And so um, I definitely believe our body is a car and it needs gas to be fueled and to be able to run and go. And so I've just been very more conscious about like what I'm putting into my body, what I'm doing with my body, even when it comes to like dating, like who's allowed to touch me, who's not allowed to touch me, who's allowed to see me, you know? So um, my body deserves a love that I give to everybody else. And so one of the things that I am truly just catering to is myself and my body because I, I want to be here for a long time. Both my parents died at a very young age. So if I can limit the things that might cause some death on my end, I am. I want to be healthy. I want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can with what I got. I want to make sure I'm doing better than like my ancestors did and my parents and things of that nature. I am diabetic too. So I want to get that under, well, it is under control, but I want to keep it under control. And I want to, I actually want to lose the status of being diabetic. Right. So that takes a lot, a lot of work. And so I say all this to say, like, I've really been loving on my body. One of the things I keep saying is y'all going to get this body this summer. Okay. Like, I don't care if I do got a couple rows still on me. Y'all going to get this body. I'm loving my body. Okay. I'm loving the way it's looking, it's shaping out, honey. Y'all going to get it. Okay. Y'all going to get it and y'all going to love it. So if anybody's out there right now just kind of questioning, like, how do I love myself? How do I love my body? Like, honestly, you just got to do it. You can't, you can't depend. Even when it comes to working out, you cannot depend on anybody else to work out with you. You have to have it in your head that you are going to do it. Like, this is something that you need. This is something that your body needs, okay? So if you're out there, like, just please, please, please just love you the way you love the world. All right. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to finish the combo. Welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith show. Happy Monday. I'm so happy to have you here with me. If you've been here with me for what the last, I don't know, seven, eight months. Thank you. Thank you. You know, shout out to all my listeners, to all of my followers. I love y'all. So it's Monday, Father's Day just passed, and one of the things that I do 
want to talk about is Father's Day. So if you don't know, I lost my father when I was 15 on April 7th. I'm lying. April 12th, 2007. I don't know where April 7th came from. But um, April 12th, 2007, I lost him to a heart attack. You can read the story in my book, Everyone Has a Story, Shameless Plug. And um, over... Over these years that I haven't had my father, I've had to work on not being bitter. I've had to work on not faking the funk. So I think the first couple of years, I think I would like still celebrate Father's Day um, just to put on this like facade of like, I'm okay. Look, I'm good. And really like I just wasn't okay. And so being able to have that that sense of, not entitlement, that sense of um, it's okay to not be okay. Like, just because it's Father's Day doesn't necessarily mean you have to celebrate it. And just because it's Father's Day doesn't mean that, like, you're going to feel good. And, you know, you don't have to be on social media um, during these days. And you don't have to celebrate the traditional way or anything of that nature. So, um, you know, for a long time, I, I was kind of bitter. Like I said, I was a real, real Jesus freak back in the day. So, like, I'd be like, happy Father's Day to my daddy in heaven. And happy Father's Day to my uh, my sky daddy. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You've been the best daddy, you know. But what I was actually doing was I was hiding my true feelings. And that's not to say, like, I don't believe in God. That's not to say I don't believe in Jesus. Like, I'm definitely a Jesus follower. Um, I know... That's a whole separate conversation for another day. But um, I say that to say, you know, I think a lot of times when you are a believer, and I think a lot of times because of social media, we're often taught that, like, you just have to be strong. Like, oh, your your parents in a better place. You're, you know, God wouldn't, wouldn't give you anything that you can't handle. God gives his toughest battles. This was all part of God's plan and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't be having time for that. I'm going to just let y'all know now. I don't I don't be having time for that. Those cliches mm -mm, don't work for me. Because the thing is, did God tell you that was his plan? Didn't think so. Um, did God tell you I was the strongest soldier? Also didn't think so. Um, I think it's cute that you're uncomfortable because I'm upset, because I'm sad. But I'll say this, I'll say this, y'all, like, once people grieve, like, I've actually never met a griever who is, like, embarrassed of their grief. Usually, grievers are like, listen, it is what it is. Like, this is where I'm at in life, okay? Typically, grievers are, like, pretty comfortable with where they're at outside of, like, the societal pressures. So, it's like, okay, um, like, you might have societal pressures, but, I, but at some point in grief, you can't hide how you truly feel, okay? So, like, I might be hanging out with somebody and it might be Father's Day and I'd be like, man, it really sucks seeing everybody with their daddies. But, you know, I'm going to be here because that's just what society tells us to do. But also, too, like, I just want y'all to know, like, I'm hurt right now. And typically it's the other people that's like, oh, it's okay. You can share my dad. Or, oh, it's okay. You don't have to be sad. He's so happy for you. And it's just like, you know, just let me have my moment. Just let me have my moment. Just let me have the moment to be upset about not having my father. Because I was 15 when I lost him. So there is a chunk of me that is gone because 
at 15 years old, you know, you're an adolescent. And when you lose a parent, that's a pretty big deal. And I was pretty young, so I didn't understand it. So as I get older and I start understanding the importance of a father-daughter relationship, the importance of fathers being in their child's life, it's like, okay, well, let me have this. Which a lot of times is why I'm I'm by myself. Like on my dad's birthday, on Father's Day, I'm typically by myself or I'm with my siblings because it's just like, I don't want to have to explain that to anybody, okay? But also, too, like, I just, I don't want to be bitter. And I think a lot of times, um, Father's Day is associated with bitterness, okay? Um, there is bitterness of people who lost their father. There's bitterness of people who don't have their father. There's people, there's bitterness of people who have their fathers, but their fathers don't claim them as a child, but they celebrate their other kids and then there, of course there's the bitterness of like women who feel or who I'm not even gonna say feel women who have had to play mommy and daddy so women who have you know you see it every year on social media like don't wish him a happy father's day I'm the mom and the dad and so we see a lot of bitterness on father's day and so one of the things that like I like to say is like don't take away from the good fathers who are actually in their child's life, who actually help their moms. Like situations tend to be a little messy. I mean, we're human. So we get hurt. We have kids with the wrong people. We marry the wrong people. We have relationships with the wrong people. And while the relation might not have worked out, if that's if that man is there for that child or whatever the case might be just allow your child to feel how they feel and this is not taken away from anybody because there are some really messed up situations and I've seen them and I've, I've even been part of them you know like I've, I've seen some pretty crappy dads but that nevertheless that should not take away from the good fathers out there from the fathers that really do try. I used to work at White Castle, y'all, and it was so cute because on like Valentine's Day, Father's Day, Mother's Day, I always just saw like an influx of fathers who just brought their kids to White Castle and they would literally just take their kids on dates. And I just, I remember like having families that they were pretty much regulars and they would like on days like that, they would bring their kids up to White Castle and the kids thought it was the coolest and best thing ever and it was so cool to see like a father um having that moment with his kids or like you would see a mom paying paying for the meal for all the kids and dad and the kids like would have their little macaroni plates that they made at school to give to their um you know their father figures and things of that nature so I do think like as we come into Father's Day or as we leave Father's Day of 2022, I should say, that we definitely like just be mindful of, you know, if you do have those bitter feelings, like I want you to know like that's okay because you have every right to feel that way. It's your body, it's your emotion. So I don't want to take away from that. But I do want to encourage you to say, you know, if you do feel that way, just refrain from like putting that negativity out there. Like, journal about it talk to your friend about it uh, see see how you can fix that inside of you because what we don't want to do is we don't want to make fathers who are involved feel a certain kind of way or take away from their actions or take away from their love because they deserve just as much love as mothers get on mother's day like we do so much on mother's day and we very rarely see like fathers being like oh she ain't been a mother or she don't do this and like, we've all seen the love 
that mothers get. And on Father's Day, I just think it should be the same thing. Like, we just need to keep the same energy as far as that goes. And I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like, I was one of those people that I used to be very, very bitter because I've just never had, like, a solid foundation of, like, a good man in my life. Like, most of the men who were father figures have left my life and have not returned. My father died at when I was 15, he was 45, and I just, I'd I be pissed, like, dang, bro, why you leave this earth so soon? Oh, my God, like, I needed you. Um, So, I think, like, when you, when you think about it from, like, that perspective, like, sometimes you just gotta heal what's inside of you, which is what I'm all about, like, honey, like, let's address this grief, let's address this time and place of like okay what's really triggering me and what what can I do because honestly I really don't want to take away from men who are in their kids lives and are really doing because I do know some really really good dads and I know some really really dope men who take the initiative and I you know I think men should be celebrated um I've dated men with kids I actually prefer dating men with kids because I just don't know if y'all ever gonna get a kid out of me and if I do just know that man is a lucky man um, but I enjoy it and I enjoy catering to the man and like showing him appreciation and getting him things and like just getting him little m memorable things that represent him as a father, represent him as a kid, um, will represent him and his kids and his relationship with his kids. So I've always kind of just been that girlfriend. Like if I date you and you have kids like on your birthday, on your on like Father's Day and things of that nature, like I'm definitely getting you something. And then oftentimes I always get the kids something because if I'm dating you, I accepted you and your kids. So obviously I accept you all as a package deal. So I never want to leave the kid out. And I think like most of the men that I've dated have really appreciated that because they see they're like, oh, like she really appreciates me as a man. She appreciates me as a father. And then she appreciates my kid. Like she shows that she makes the initiative. And I genuinely like want that for men like i i think you know and i i know there's the the talk of like men versus women but i do think like there are really good men out there and i i actually have quite a few male clients that they just need like to know from a woman like they're not the most horrible person like they just need to know from a woman like that they can be emotional and they they can be vulnerable you know a lot of men have been hurt by women whether that was their mother which that's a separate conversation. A lot of men have been hurt by people they were in a relationship with, which that's a separate conversation. So oftentimes, like, I do get men that just, like, come and sit and talk, and we can have that dialogue of, like, okay, well, like, what went wrong? What went left? Why does this woman feel this way? Or, you know, let's look at different perspectives and different avenues, and, like, let's hit the journey to healing. And so I just think Father's Day is one of those days that we can really appreciate men, and we can really, like, just show them appreciation, especially if they're men who deserve it. I mean, honestly, y'all, if, like, you really feel like a man don't deserve it, then, shoot, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves to celebrate something that if you don't feel it, like, don't do it. And if that if that man really is crap, then, shoot, that's just what it is. But, you know, just don't take away from men who have actually put – their soul into like their purpose on this earth you know if it is their father again i've met especially like people my like men my age i've met some really really good fathers and i've actually um dated quite a quite a few good fathers like they're 
amazing fathers to their kids. So I just I would never want to take away from them. So I think I've said that. I think the the message <laughs> the message was clear. You know, don't be bitter on Father's Day. So when we when we come back, because we're definitely going to take a break, let's continue the conversation of supporting our dads. Welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith Show. This is Lily, your self-love advocate. So, yes, if you are just now tuning in um, prior to our break, we were really talking about um, just not being bitter on Father's Day and just how we should just really give men the love that we give women, especially in consideration to Mother's Day. So, um, you know, I just think that comes with just maturity and healing. And I think as most of us heal, we start to see like, okay, like I don't have to be bitter, but like I can feel what I feel without being bitter. So, you know, and then for anybody else who's just missing a father, like, you know, I encourage you because I'm one of those people um, and I, and even to the point where like, I even had like a stepfather and he just walked out of my life. So like, even to that, like I could really be bitter about that, but honestly, it just, it kind of, it is what it is. Like he has his own kids. He's probably a better father to them than the father figure role. He tried to play on me and my siblings, but you know, it kind of, it's one of those situations. Like it is what it is. If you're close to me, you kind of know how I really feel and the different type of emotions I went through when it came to that. But at the end of the day, like it's his life, it's his choice. My mother's no longer here. So he didn't have to stay in our life. Um, but it was just how he went about it. And I could be really bitter about it, but honestly, it's just one of them things like, eh, whatever, like your choice, your loss. I'm a dope individual. You ain't gotta be here, whatever. Um, and so it's just something that I just don't talk about no more. Like I kind of talked about it in therapy. Like I said, a few friends know, but again, I just bring that up because at the end of the day, I could be very, very bitter, but it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Cause again, he could be a phenomenal father to his own kids, his biological kids. So it is what it is. But I think a lot of us, when it comes to father's day, um, we just miss our fathers. Like we miss our dads. We miss having that connection. Um, I know for me, like I watch TikTok and I'll watch like different shows and I'll see the, the relations between fathers and daughters. And I think it's very precious. And um, I know like the last guy I dated, he has a really, really good relationship with both of his kids. But I, I often thought like it was so cute how close his daughter was to him. Like that was literally like her best friend. And she was just so young, like nine or 10 years old. And I just really appreciated like being able to like witness that because it really just shows you like the importance role, the important roles that father have in not just their girls, but like their kids. And I think it's really cool. A lot of a lot of kids just love their dads. And I think that is absolutely amazing. Um, just because like I know it, for me, I just didn't grow up seeing that a lot. Like a lot of times the dad was like the worker. He wasn't really home. There was just a lot of like negativity surrounded with, with dads. But like as I've gotten older, it's really cool to see fathers interacting. And it's cool to see like the opposite of what I grew up in. And so I know for me... I oftentimes think about like, I wonder what my relationship with my father would have been like. I wonder what life would have been like with him. I wonder what my dating life would have entailed of. 
Um, I wonder if I would have went through as many struggles as I've been through. And so I do have to check myself when I see different things. Because I'd be like, oh, I wish that was me and my dad. You know, and so I think one interesting thing about grief is that grief is just a different relationship with your loved one, especially if they've passed. Um, And I think for me, I kind of just envision my father like I don't and it's hard for me. And this is just me being very honest and vulnerable on this platform is, you know, I don't necessarily know who he would have been 15 years later. I don't know what that would have looked like because I was 15 so I don't have a great memory of who he truly was because at 15 like you're an adolescent and you go through just weird phases and so I was a little I want to cuss I was a little asshole (laughs) when I was 15 and you know now that I'm 30, I wish I would have cherished those moments more. So I oftentimes look at pictures and I do write my father letters. And I mean, there are times I really just miss my dad. Like I miss his smell. I miss his laugh. I miss him drinking coffee. Like it's just one of those things. Like I I think a lot of times when we've lost our fathers on these days, we truly just miss our father. We miss that relationship. We miss that protection. I know for me, like, my father was my biggest fan. Like, that man took me to my first rap concert. That man was just always my number one cheerleader. And so, like, to not have that number one cheerleader. And one thing I will say, like, and I was just talking to my cousin about this, was, like, me and my father had a very vulnerable relationship. Like, after the divorce, my father was very, very comfortable with me. Again, I think people just know when you're that safe place. And so my father would actually cry to me about the divorce with him and my mom. And it was something that I knew he really didn't talk to anybody else about. Like he talked to people, but just enough to make people feel like they knew what was going on. But like I would actually like witness him crying. And I actually got to witness my father be like this tough man and then just become like this big old teddy bear. Like He constantly told me and my brother how much he loved us. And I saw a change in his attitude. I saw a change in his motivation and just things of that nature. So I do cherish that because especially the last year of his life, like me and him are really, really close. And we've talked a lot. And I would oftentimes go to his, um, just go to his house and hang out and, um, you know, watch him essentially heal and watch him, um, just grow into a different person. So I do kind of wonder what life would look like 15 years later. Like what type of man would he be? Would he have remarried? Would him and my mom have got remarried? What does that look like? And so I think, you know, that is hard because I will never have those answers. I will never have that. But I definitely believe that you know, my father loved me. He was my number one supporter. He was definitely a person that he loved and cared for everybody. He, you know, he he was a teddy bear. Like he was, he was hard as bricks, but baby, did he have a soft spot? So I do remember that. Uh, the other day, I was playing with my dogs, and I have like this alligator pillow. And so I was playing with my dogs, and I was messing with my dogs, and I was texting my siblings, and she was like, "Oh man, like." you got you got your sense of humor from your daddy (laughs) and i was just like man that's hella funny because he did used to do stuff like that and see me i'm the kid i came out looking like my daddy from the rooter to the tutor 
I mean, I looked, I had that man's body shape, eyebrows, hair, his stomach. I mean, I looked just like him. Um, and so I think that's interesting too, because when my parents found out that they were pregnant with me, my, my mom and dad hadn't had a kid in 10 years and they were actually told that they would never be able to have kids. And then sure enough, they had me and my brother. And so they actually found out on April Fool's that they were pregnant with me. And so the doctor pulled my mom to the side and was like, who's the daddy? And she was like, my husband. I don't like my husband, the daddy. And so um, I think, you know, for those nine months, there was some questions going on because they were always told, like, you will not be able to have any more kids because of some health um, health related issues on my father's side. So. When I came out, my mama said I was a spitting image of my father. And actually, if you want to hear my birth story, you should definitely get everyone has a story because I have it all written up in there. But my mama, like, I just remember she was like, you were a spitting image of him. Like, I didn't know. I did not help your father in any way to create you. Like, he created you on his own. And I always find that unique. Like, I literally came out looking like my father. I look just like my daddy, y'all. So... Um, I, I do cherish that and I hold that near and dear to my heart. Like me and my daddy look just alike. Um, I, I just dyed my hair red. So I actually like look just like his little sister who looks like his twin. So it, it is cool to see like I have those those special things that I hold near and dear. Um, but I, I can't lie to y'all. Like I do feel like I've been lost majority of my life because I haven't had my father. And I really haven't had a male figure um like really be positive in that light and so like as I've dated and as I've tried to have like male friends it, ha it has been difficult because I think like I've had to be so tough and I've had to be so manly so a lot of times I'm like too manly for men <laughs> so yeah so with that being said let's take another break and when we come back we'll finish the conversation all right, welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith show. So if you are just now tuning in, I have kind of been going over my relationship with my father and how I came out looking just like him and what that entails of and just like if you're grieving on Father's Day, like what that can look like. And I actually talked about, I talked a little bit more about bitterness versus grieving. So let's, in, the, in these last couple of minutes, let's just kind of, kind of go over like what grieving on Father's Day might look like. So um, as you all know, I define grief as anything that you have lost that has affected your life, okay? So maybe on Father's Day you're grieving and it really hurts, okay? And so sometimes I think we feel pressure into celebrating or we feel pressure into celebrating other people or we feel pressure into like we just have to be present because that's what this day is all about. It's all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and nobody is hurt. But I... I'm always the train wreck because I'm like, no, like, if you don't feel like it, then don't do it. And so I'm very adamant about that in any holiday, in any any type of celebration. If you are not feeling it, do not do it, okay? Do not do it if you are not feeling it, all right? And I say that because a lot of times we force ourselves to do stuff, and the only thing that we end up doing is hurting ourselves, okay? We want to stop hurting ourselves, we want to allow ourselves to grieve. This society already tells us that we are not eligible to grieve. This society already tells us that we are too old to grieve. This society already tells us that we are too strong and we have to keep pushing because life goes on. While life does go on for other people, for us it might stop. And so on these days, do not feel obligated to do it. If you are grieving, 
take that time to truly address what is hurting you and to truly feel what you are feeling. Your body is talking to you, so listen to it. I'm always telling y'all that. Your body is talking to you, so listen to it, okay? You have to be the center of your life. You are in charge of your grief and your healing, okay? So, like, with that being said, if it's Father's Day and you do not feel like doing it, then don't. I don't want you to feel obligated to wanting to do that, okay? It had there has been Father's Days where I have laid in the bed all day. There has been Mother's Day. Oh, Mother's Day? Man, I probably spent more Mother's Day in the bed than I ever had with Father's Day. You know, and some of y'all know because you have like just kind of watched me, you know, transform into my my grief but um typically on days that are hard i find something positive to do so that i'm not um miserable or crying but only if i feel like it so typically on father's day and on my father's birthday and on the day that he died i'm at a coffee shop because that represents my father that's just a way that i stay connected to my father okay um so with that being said it's just kind of one of them things like um, you really have to do what your body needs you to do, okay? And so I think that's kind of just the point I wanted to get across today was like allow yourself to grieve and also allow yourself to truly feel what it needs to feel. Give your body that break. If there's something going on on Father's Day and you really don't want to do it, like if people have a um, balloon release or if people have a class or not a class, but like just some type of celebration, then, and if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Or if you decided like, okay, I'm going to take flowers to the grave. I'm going to go out to dinner by myself. I don't know. The restaurants be packed on days like that. So I don't, I don't even bother with it no more. I'd be like, oof, Madge, I want to do that. Um, but if you want to cook dinner for yourself or like now I have plants in my yard, so I might sit out there, make a collage, just do different things to allow yourself to grieve on Father's Day. Okay, so a couple of takeaways that we have focused on today is don't be bitter on Father's Day. Um, one thing I do want to say, like with the bitterness is just remember, like it's not about you. It's about the people that actually have been there for their kids. It's actually about the fathers who have done it. If you have not experienced in that, if you have not experienced that, that's perfectly okay. You are allowed to feel how you feel, but it's not about you. So don't take away from the people that have actually been in their child's life and have actually been good fathers. Um, just, you know, I know it's easy to down talk somebody and be bitter, but like, look, just, just don't do that. Um, sometimes we just miss our daddies and that's okay. And it's okay to grieve on Father's Day. Allow your body to feel what you feel. It's okay to not be okay. All right. So I'm going to end on this note. We're going to end on housekeeping. Okay. So we do have our online bookstore, bookshop.org slash shop slash healing. She got faith. We are back with our blog every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central. You can catch our blog. We currently are still accepting clients actually until today um, with grief group with a twist. So this is week three with grief group with a twist. So um, make sure 
that you guys are in that, um, you can go to my website or you can reach out to me on any social media platform or email. And if you're interested, let me know. And then we actually started Healing Her, which that's a program for the ladies, a six-month commitment. It's about $82 a month where, where you all will actually be doing the same healing program that I've been doing on myself. So we have a couple different things going on. Make sure to stay up to date. Make sure to stay in the now. All right, y'all? I love y'all. Always remember to love you the way you love the world. I think you all are great. I love each and every listener and supporter. I would not be here without y'all. So I will see y'all next Monday at 3 p.m. Central. Bye, y'all.